Hi, folks. Steve Urban here, founder and CEO at recruiting and consulting firm RiderFlex. If you think today's tip or guest interview can help someone you know, please share this with them. And if you enjoy listening to our show, please subscribe to our channel and hit the like button on the episodes. Finally, aside from our podcast, our day job here at RiderFlex is to provide recruiting, staffing, and consulting services. You can visit riderflex.com to learn more about us and get the information on the services we provide. And now, a quick word from our sponsor and friends at Marketing 360. Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360, fuel your brand. Ronick Shaw on the Rider Flex podcast. What's up, Ronick? Not much. Just coming off of July 4th weekend. So uh, um, as usual, you kind of jump into an inbox that's never ending. But other than that, thank you for having me and uh, excited to yeah. chat with you. You know, I purposely, uh, yeah, last, last night or yesterday afternoon, because I gave the team off on Monday as well. And yeah. uh, well, I like to, I don't know about you, but if I'm coming off a long weekend like that, I like to sneak in the office there the evening before and kind of start clearing. That's what I did today. Yep. <laughs> got in here, got in here a little bit earlier, um, but it's, it's just never enough time. And I'm sure you feel that too. I know, but that's a good thing. It means you're busy. It is. It is. It does. Uh, busy is good. Now you're in Jersey slash you're close to New York. So did you like, what do you, do you watch the Jersey fireworks? Do you watch the New York show? Like what's the I, yeah. <laughs> uh, our, our home is literally like five minutes outside of New York city, the Lincoln tunnel. And Next so time. like we kind of caught both because in our back, the back side of our home, the Jersey fireworks there. And then okay. we kind of, we kind of faced the water. And so we saw the New York city fireworks too, which is great. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, I noticed you went to Pace University there. Did you grow up on the East Coast in New York area? Is that where you're yeah. from? Yeah, grew, um, I was born in India. Um, came here when I was six months old, stayed in New Jersey, grew up in New Jersey. Um, went to college my first two years at Bentley University in Boston. I saw that. Saw that. Transferred to Pace um, and then never left uh, New York, New Jersey. Now, I noticed when you were at Pace, you did all kind. you were involved in all kinds of activities. So early, early leadership Lots of leadership stuff, lots of activities. I saw that on your profile. And you're a resident hall counselor, resident hall administrator, RA. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was, uh, was it co-ed? Was it co-ed or were, were the girls and boys separate back then? No, they were separate back then. Um, and so, uh, no, it, it's, it's, I mean, for me, uh, staying busy um, is almost like my drug. I have to be busy. Otherwise, I do not know what to do with myself. Um, so whether it was high school or college or even today, um, if I have free time, I'm, I'm usually uh, fidgeting. And so, um, yeah, you know, the, luckily I used my free time in, in, in things that uh, taught me more, which was through leadership roles and, and, and um, uh, stuff around campus. I really encourage the listeners, you know, if you're early in life and you're getting ready to go to college or whatever, yeah, just be involved in activities. It just teaches us so many, so many social skills, leadership skills, communication oh, yeah. skills, all kinds of stuff. So I highly encourage it, no matter what the activity is, you know, whatever. It's it's true. I mean, you know, I think a, one one thing that a lot of people say is do these activities so it looks good on your resume. Um, and I think 
you know, that's that's part of it, but it's, it's really it. actually not majority of it. Uh, the yeah. majority of it is, is really what you can extract is, is pretty tremendous. I totally agree. Now, here's the critical question for you. This is going to be the most important question on the podcast. <laughs> since since, it, since the girls and boys are separate in the dorms, now, did you run? The, did you have to run the girls out at a certain time? Did girls have to be out by 12 or 1? What, what was the rule on that? <laughs> you, you had to, uh, you, there were certain mechanics you definitely had to uh, make sure of, uh, but there's only so much you can control. Um, and so there is a lot of blind eye and making sure that, hey, you spread your message and then hope, Hope that everyone else follows the rules, right? <laughs> right, All right. Well, you know how many people are following the rules? Maybe like 15%. Yeah, yeah, uh, if that. <laughs> you know, uh, I was an RA as well. And uh, uh, cool. I, I, I shit you not, this is a true story. So I would, uh, what I'd do is, I usually had girls in my room most of the time. And uh, so what I'd do is I had this, my bed was rigged up to where I had this kind of like, it was a high bed and I had this little curtain thing over it. Yeah. And then underneath that curtain, I had like a little pad. Yeah. So what I would do is at 12 midnight, I, I would get my girl and whoever I had in there and, I, and, and she would go underneath the thing and hide. And then I come out of my room and open the door because I'm an RA. I'm supposed to be enforcing the rules. Yeah. And I'd come out of my room I'd down the hallway and I'd start yelling at people and I'd be telling people, hey, you need to do, you know, get the girls out this, that, this, that. Meanwhile, I had a girl in my room the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you did it. You did. You, you, you lived the, the RA lifestyle. So that's awesome. That's, now, coincidentally, that's why I got fired after a year and a half from being an RA, too, just so we know. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> uh, what a coincidence. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, to, yeah, your family a little bit. What'd your mom and dad do? Uh, so yeah, my, my mom's actually been um, a stay-at-home mom her whole life. Um, it was very important cool. for my, both my parents to believe that both my brother and I had to be raised by my mom, who at least one parent who was home. Great. Um, and my dad, um, immigrant from India, um, came here with uh, just an accounting degree, started his work at Kmart. Um, and then, really? Uh, yep, uh, just, to, just to make ends meet initially. Um, but always, because when you come here with an accounting degree that's different from a different country, you still have to kind of learn everything again and reapply for your license and stuff like that. So um, that took some time and in the middle. So, he, you know, he worked as a, at Kmart uh, stocking shelves. And then um, the time came and uh, he finally got his role at a company called Arthur Henderson, which uh, soon became Ernst & Young. Yeah. Um, and uh, today, uh, 25 years later with Ernst & Young, he's the global CFO of Ernst & Young right now. What? What? Okay, well, yeah. let's, just, let's just take a deep breath right there. <laughs> Your dad came over as an immigrant from India, started yeah. work at Kmart, stocking shelves, yep. and now he is the global CFO for Ernst & Young. Wow. Yeah, the tax, yeah, the tax division, and it's, it's unbelievable wow. what he's going to. So. Wow. Wow. Okay, much respect. Big shout, big call out to your dad there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, definitely a big piece of, uh, of guidance for me. Well, and, uh, so neither one of your parents were in marketing, and neither one of them were really, quote, entrepreneurs. So what? what where did those bugs come from? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question often, often um, discussed is um, I was actually an accounting major. Um, oh. I actually, I, I started right. right. um, yeah. accounting major. I finished, I was going down the big four route. I, my, my first job was at Deloitte um, okay. I was at the competitor firm of my dad's. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I was just going down that path. I was doing Deloitte consulting and um, 
from there, I actually, my roommate from college and I, we moved to Jersey City in New Jersey. Okay. And we, we lived in a building where they were incubating on the top floor, one of the fastest growing supplement brands at that point. We didn't know this, of course. Okay. Um, but uh, that company was called Shreds back then. Called um, what? Shreds, S-H-R-E-D-Z. It's, it's no longer around as much, but um, in 2013, they were one of the fastest growing supplement brands. Um, and they were incubating it up there. And um, we had moved into that building. Um, I was still at Deloitte. He was kind of doing internships. He ran into one of the founders in the elevator. And um, he's, uh, my, my partner is a, um, my, I'm sorry, my roommate at that time. He's a brander developer and, uh, and a designer. So they hired him and were like, hey, you know, we're, we're looking for a designer. Um, so he took, he took the leap of faith. Um, it was an intense workplace that you worked, uh, everyone had to live in the same building. Um, you work from nine to six, go home, shower, eat dinner, come back at eight, work till 2 a.m. six days a week. Your only day off was Saturday. Um, what? Why, so would it, why, would, why would anybody want that job? You're paid well. You're paid really well. Um, so you, you got paid well, incentivized, and you're incentivized heavily. And then you're just part of this intense culture that that becomes your life. Um, so when I saw him go through it, I was like, I, I kind of want to like, I kind of want to do this. Um, and um, so I started talking to the founders just because, you know, we all live in the same building. So you just start building this network gotcha. um, and they were looking for a controller. Um, so I, I first had to go to my dad. I said, uh, dad, uh, they're, they're looking for a controller. Um, and he was like, you're, you're 22. You're not a controller. <laughs> uh, yeah. And how big, and by the way, how, how big were they at that time? Volume wise, roughly. You remember volume wise, they were about a $50 million company. Yeah. Okay. Controller for 50 million. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't ready. Technically. I was, I was, I was not ready. Um, but um, what he said was you with your accounting degree, you can always come back to accounting and they'll take you with open arms, take the leap of faith. Um, he, his only requirement was he had to come and meet the founders of the company. Um, so talk to them and make sure that if they if he's going to hand over his son to a startup, um, that they're gonna, you know, make sure that I have a good career. Wow! So now, so so now you're like, okay, I know I'm not qualified on paper for this job. Yeah. On top of that, my dad has to come to the interview. Is yeah. that okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, so he did come, um, and uh, the, the current CFO at that time talked to him, reassured him that this would be a good career choice for me, and I went and did it. I took the leap of faith, and wow. I think that bug came in though when I got the reassurance from my dad where, you know, usually you don't get that bug if you don't get acceptance. Mm. I had the acceptance from my dad. Mm. So I think sometimes that bug starts crawling. Everyone has the bug. It has yep. to start crawling though. And it only yep. crawls if, if someone mm. tickles it. And I think mm. that's what happened. You know, I got that, I got a little bit of a, a tickle in and said, hey, go do this. So I uh, took the leap of faith and, um, you know, learned, learned more than I could ever imagine uh, during, that, during that time. Okay. And then, and then, but that was an accounting job. How did you switch to, to, yeah. So yeah, yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Accountant, um, doing double shifts six days a week doesn't have much to do during the second shift. Um, oh. you finish your work on your first shift. Like it, there's not much a controller is going to do yeah. that. I need to be there 18 hours a day, six days a week. Okay. Um, so on my second shift, um, I was just very intrigued. So I always asked a lot of questions. Um, every dollar they spent, uh, one part of me at being a controller was asking the question because I needed to know, 
But the other part of me being very inquisitive was, well, why are you spending a dollar on Instagram? Why aren't you spending $2 on Facebook? Um, and so when I started asking those questions, Arvin Law, the CEO, he kind of kept me around and just started like soundboarding with me. Um, and as we soundboarded more, I started just giving recommendations. And luckily the recommendations, some of them worked. And um, it started turning into where by day I was controller, by night I was the marketing manager um, because he would start giving me so many different roles. Um, started building out the marketing team bigger than the finance team eventually left the finance team entirely and led the marketing team at shreds wow um, and uh it was an it was an intense shift but um definitely what i learned there and being there three years um what felt like six years right because you're doing two shifts six days a week um i learned i learned more than you can learn in i think 10 years of college to be honest because it was all hands-on you know, I, some of my marketing friends are going to get irritated at me for saying this. So, but it's nice to have a marketing person that actually comes from a numbers background because at least they are qualifying things, running yeah. analysis, studying the data, you know, showing That's you the numbers, much. you know, you know, running. So, I, so I ran a couple of companies and and before I started RiderFlex as a CEO, and he used to drive me nuts. You know, the marketing people come in and be like, "Oh, we did this promotion, it was so awesome," and I would be like, "Oh yeah, how do you yeah. know? Well, everybody loved it." I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay. Well, do you have any like math on it? Is there any? Not well, no, but it was great." <laughs> yep, yep. That's all. That's a, you hear too much. You hear too much. <laughs> So yeah, nice to have the numbers background. Okay, so that's how the transformation happened right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right, very good. And then you moved on uh, to a few more places, obviously, right? You, you're kind of moving through your career a little bit. Yeah, what we actually created was um, uh, myself, my roommate um, from, from, from college who was at Tread, and then somebody who was on my team, his name's Ashwin. We actually went and started Ghost3 Media. Um, and Ghost3 Media was our marketing agency that we started after Shreds. Um, and what we did, a lot of the brands you see in my career were actually clients. I um, see. Okay, got it. Okay, that's okay. Now I'm looking, I'm, I'm double checking your LinkedIn yeah. profile. So, so we, those were a lot of those are clients. Okay, got it. All right. Yeah, we became a boutique agency where we went in and really act, acted like, um, I don't know if you watched that show, Bar Rescue, uh, but yeah. um, go yeah. in and just fix things up hand it over and say, I'm on to the next business. Um, and we just wanted to be like these fixer uppers. But what we did is we said, we're going to utilize this time to be fixer uppers, but learn. We're going to learn on okay. somebody else's dime um, in, in the right way. Obviously we're not wasting. Yeah. No, I hear you. Just yeah. learn. Um, so we considered our shreds years as our high school years. It's where you're having fun. You're getting, <laughs> you know, you get raw, you get excited. Um, you know, you're celebrating the stuff. Our, our, our marketing agency years was our college years. And that's where you pick your major, you double down, you take your internships. Each client for us was an internship, really. Um, it's kind of how we navigate this. And then, so we said, we're gonna learn, learn, learn. Basically, you know, get, get to the, to the no, no point of knowing everything we can. And then what we call Obby uh, in 2019 is our final thesis. Okay, um, now before before we get into Avi though, I got to ask you a couple yeah. of questions here. So, so when you started the Ghost Three Media, yep. how did you and your buddies how did you get the first clients? Like, how did did you know people from 
When you were yeah, at Shred, when you when you were, did you still did you steal people from Shreds? What'd you do? No, no. We, we didn't steal anyone from Shreds, but what we did uh, to get to do at Shreds was at Shreds. Um, I don't know if you remember way back when Instagram was kind of just growing, and that was the peak years was 2012 to 2015. Okay. Um, during that time, all the businesses in the health and wellness space that wanted to grow they were using Instagram as a growth platform. So everyone was in each other's network in our own niche, basically. I so see. we had met and talked to and just masterminded with so many brands uh, um, because everyone's figuring it out. No one, when a new platform, it's like TikTok, okay? Like when TikTok started, not there's no one person knew what how to do it. Everyone's trying to, you know, that's why you see all these creator groups and, you know, these houses of creators and this and that because people are masterminding. We did that too, in a, in a much more kind of like a raw format of, hey, what's your thoughts here? So we extracted a lot of our clientele after we left Shreds and said, hey, we've got some more expertise rather than just focusing on ads. We can also come and do your branding, your labels, your packaging, your website, and help you scale. Okay, now how many people? Was it you and two three. other co-founders? Yeah. There's three. Great. So three, three of you guys. Okay. That's a nice number in case you guys get, get in a fight about something. You can do a little yeah. bit. Yes. <laughs> was, uh, what was your revenue up to at Ghost 3 Media? What was your best year? Our best year, we did about 1.7 million. Okay. So yeah, how many employees? Zero. Okay. So just you three. Okay. Great. Hey, that's a good number. You, yeah. you three on 1.7 million. Okay. Very good. Okay. So that's a nice little business you got going there. What? Well, you guys out drinking beer one night and you're like, let's start our own CPG brand. Uh, no, you know what it is with the marketing agencies? The churn rate in the style of agency we created was very high. Yeah. Um, because once you set up the foundation for someone, yeah. they're yeah. like, all righty, I'm good. Even though you're taking a hefty retainer. Okay, I'm good. I'm going to bring this in-house. Thank you very much. Yep. And on our end, we're saying you're welcome, you know, and walking away. Um, and then we get a new business. New business, our, our, our true format was to learn. It was never to make the agency become a nine-figure business. Um, our goal okay. was always to create our own brand. Oh, really? Oh, so, oh, really? That was so early on when you were at Ghost 3 Media, you guys were thinking, hey, we're going to learn. We were at Trent, uh, when we were at Trent's talking about it, we were like, there's I see. so many things they're doing that we wish we could do. I see. So, but we just wanted to, we didn't want to be premature in our Okay. Position. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't. All right. That's a good story. So, so you're like, wow, we're going to, we're going to keep learning, start our own marketing agency, help other clients, keep learning, keep learning, but we are going to start our own brand. So during those ghost three media years, are you guys whiteboarding out Obvi and the whole plan and all that? No, we've actually, during those years, we, we started up a few different businesses of our own. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> we failed, we failed, we failed, we failed flat on our face. Ah. Um, because we tried to do it all and um what we and and at the same time we never kind of gave anything the full importance like we did with pop mm. um and so we had um we actually had a, we were going to create we had created a a waist shaper company which helps you you know um you, you put this belt around you and helps you train your waist um mm. we had created um um, a CBD company. We had, we had done a few different ventures and none of them came to fruition of even, even really making any revenue, seriously. Okay. Um, okay. And so 
but we were because we were still so focused on the agency. So, um, you know, going to 2019, um, I remember it was um, it was the beginning of 2019. Uh, and we had been doing this for about five years now. Um, and we got to the point where we were like, okay, if we're going to do a brand, we got to go all in on it. Yep. Um, and we were also rolling off in 2019. We were rolling off losing um, one of our largest clients that we had mm. in the agency. Mm. Um, and um, it was, again, same thing. They, they yep. turned us out, you know, um, and those, those are six figure invoices we were getting, you know, at that point. Um, you're, so welcome to my- that, that's, I mean, that's your livelihood. So totally get it. What we had was um, pretty much lost our biggest client. At the same time, I've been fighting this battle of wanting to do our own thing. So we almost found it to be the perfect storm. So you're just like, I can just see you now. You're like, fuck it. Let's just do it now, man. Now's the time. That's it. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, we actually got our last payout for the agency. And I think it was like, I forget, it was like 20, 30,000 total. Uh, we each took how much we needed to survive, like pay rent, pay our car, this and that, and, and yep. food. Yep. Um, and I think we were left with about, it was like $10,500 uh, <laughs> left in the account. And we said, we're going to go and use this for a PO. Let's and do start it. Our own brand, and that's all we're going to do. Um, you know, we're not one of those broke stories, right? We didn't like, we didn't like live off of, um, we didn't eat for seven days or anything. We were fine, but we said, if we're going to do this, this is the right time. How's the we time? kind of put our back up against the wall. Now, were any of you married, kids, anything like any risk, any major risks with personal families at that point? I was engaged or okay. uh, yeah, I was engaged to be married. My okay. other partner had a girlfriend and my other partner has been single um, for a while. So we all had, we had the full spectrum. Um, okay. but not too much to risk on the family end, to be honest. Your fi- so your fiance is like, okay, so you had a marketing company and you just lost your biggest client and now you don't really know what you're going to do. And yep, you, yep, you want me yeah, to marry I've you. Got all of that. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after, you know, with shreds uh, going through what we did, that was kind of like that promise you give to your significant other. You're like, let me go through this battle. I'm going to win this and I'm we're going to be fine forever. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Um, it wasn't fine. So, but uh, uh, it was great, great learning. Uh, okay, now I love I love the whole let's go all in. Okay, now talk to me now then about the, you know, formulating this brand and the plan and and all of it. How, how are you guys, the name, all of it? Talk to me about how that how you came up with it. Go for it. And yeah, by the way, yeah. for the, for the listeners, real quick, it's my obvi. My obvi, so just like you know, the beginning of the word obvious, right? So my obvi.com uh is is the brand. And Ronick Shaw can also be found on LinkedIn and he loves it when you like send him a bunch of sales messages on there. So really ping him really heavy with a bunch of messages. <laughs> I love those <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Talk to me about how you formulated this 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 image and the brand. Go for it. Yeah. Um, we definitely, when we said we were going to start our own brand, we definitely knew we were going to stay in the health and wellness category. Okay. Um, within health and wellness, you also have the category we've been most familiar with, which is subcategory of sports nutrition. Sports um, nutrition. That's where you find your pre-workout, whey proteins, creatine. Um, we didn't want to go in that subcategory because we thought it was very saturated. There was very little 
besides being another Me Too brand that we could have done. Okay. So we said, well, why don't we look at beauty and cosmetics and wellness? Um, and once we started looking into that, I really got fond of Nutra Cosmetics. And my partners, um, you know, we were all kind of really fond of getting cosmetic benefits through nutrition. The leader in that subcategory is the product leader in that subcategory is collagen. So okay. we started researching more and more about collagen. We thought it was one of the most intriguing products and probably also one of the most um, important products for any kind of human to take, but we thought it was one of the most dullest categories out there. Um, you look at collagen or you hear about it, it's always an afterthought product. Oh yeah, I throw it in my shake or yeah, I throw it in my coffee. It's 90% uh, of the market is unflavored um, and um, um, sorry, unflavored um, collagen powder. And, collagen, uh, collagen powder. And what were people taking it for? Like, oh, this is going to make my skin look better or, or what? It's hair, skin, nail joints. So uh, less hair loss and stronger hair, um, a better skin. So you don't, your skin doesn't sag unless you take Botox. Um, and then um, less brittle nails. And then your joints, especially your knee joints, uh, it extremely helped with joints. Um, collagen, just for any of your viewers who may not know of that, collagen is the Elmer's glue that's holding our hair, skin, and nails and joints together next to our body. Um, really? Is it, is, it, isn't it, is it just a protein or what, what is it? It, it is. It, it's basically the meat in your body. I so see. When you pinch yourself, how hard you can pinch and how much skin you get from that, okay? The, the more skin you're getting, the less collagen you have. The mm. less skin you're getting, the, the more collagen you have. And just a quick science behind it is your body produces collagen up until your mid-20s, naturally. Your body stops producing collagen after your mid-20s. And your body naturally loses about 1% of collagen per year. That's why by the time you're 50, 60, 70, the first issues you see is hair loss, then your skin sagging, then you need the knee surgery, and then you got your brittle nails throughout well, your progression. Is this solved if I just eat more steak and more meat? Is yeah, this yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, slightly, slightly, because uh, <laughs> it's how much your body can absorb, right? Um, but um, okay. that is that will help for sure. But, okay, so, um, but so you look at collagen, you're like collagen, we like collagen as a, as a category, as a as a product, but it's boring. I don't see any, I don't see any exciting brands out there. Yeah. Okay. Why right. something, why something so important, so boring? Um, so and we what, said, well, why don't we What was the market size? How big was the market on collagen? Like what was the, is this a billion dollar industry? I have no idea. No, no, it's, a, it's about a 10 to $14 billion industry. Okay. At that right. time. Okay. Um, and at that time, I believe, I, I have to uh, fact check that. Um, but um, it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not massive, but it's been growing. The, the it is just, and it's just a supplement. You don't have to be like FDA approved or any like government or any like. Well, no supplement can be FDA approved. You oh, I didn't. Okay. Be, sorry. To, all right. Your only thing can be FDA approved is the facility you make it. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything you. that FDA requires to be approved has to be behind the counter, which is pharmacy. I see. All right. Thank you for sharing that with this ignorant kid. Sorry about that. Okay. But anyway, all right. So you get collagen, you're studying it. Go ahead. Yep. 
So we're like, let's make it, why don't we try and make it fun? Why don't we make it a standalone where somebody thinks collagen, they think delicious, fun. I can take this on my, on its own. Um, so we said, all right, we first have to nail it, the flavors um, because in sports nutrition, everything is flavored. You got good tasting pre-workouts. You got great tasting whey proteins. So how are we going to nail the flavor market? Because the flavored collagen market, first of all, was tiny. But the, the tiny that was tiny market that was out there was gross in terms of taste. Okay. Um, just not good. So we did about six months of R&D at this point. Um, what? And- well, now, how did you how did you pay the rent and eat during those six months then? Well, you weren't making oh, okay. revenue. We're, we're, when I say living our bare minimum, uh, we literally lived our bare minimum off of savings um, and off of just what we had built up with our agency. What were you paying? Uh, how were you paying for the R and D and on all this? So the R and D, the R and D in many supplement brands is included through your first PO. So our R and D was us saying that we're committing to a ten thousand dollar PO, and we want to R and D for these two flavors. Hold and on, that's basically golden. Now hold on, for the, hold on for the guests now or for the listeners. When you say PO purchase order from a client. So, so you're telling me you went to somebody and talked them into giving you an order for product you hadn't even created yet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, 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 you almost had to, because again, like you, what you're alluding to, too, uh, R and D can get crazy. Um, R and D can take a lot of time can take a lot of money. But for us, we, we, we were, we were letting them know, Hey, we're going to buy from you. So here's our commitment on that. We just got to figure out how to make the product. Um, I, I just need to. I just need to let this sink in, Ronick. So let me let me just make sure I understand. So you and your buddies have no CPG actual executive experience. I know you were marketing experts, but no CPG. You go to somebody. I, don't, I guess I don't know if you can share who it was. You go to somebody. You're in this meeting, and you're like, "Look, here's the deal. I know we don't have any experience running a CPG brand. We don't know what this product's going to look like or taste like." We really don't know what the fuck we're doing, but we need you guys to give us a PO so that we can get the cash to get this thing going. <laughs> yeah, it, no, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, and and it was that confidence in, in, in love it. knowing that if we can nail the flavors here, we really are going to be first to market with this concept of flavored collagen and, and being a standalone product. So yeah, that's exactly how it went. Um, <laughs> and it took um, quite a lot of time and back and forth to okay. nail the flavors. Um, the two flavors we launched with were um, fruity cereal and cinnamon cereal. So why cereal? Why cereal? Um, two reasons. Um, it was hyper trending in sports nutrition. Um, a lot of the whey proteins in sports nutrition are going cereal route. And the second reason is um, the demo we wanted to hit. Um, cereal is one of those forbidden fruits. It's, it's like, it's, oh. it's so bad for you but it's nostalgic. It's everyone misses it. Everyone has a favorite. I see. Um, and so if we could, and then we wanted our collagen uh, to be primarily be known to be mixed with milk to get the full experience. I got you. Um, All not right. water. Yeah, it's not a, not, you know, not supposed, not, not supposed to be, but most people don't do water. So we started with two, two cereal flavors and until it tasted like the milk left over in a bowl of cereal, mm. we did not the flavor. Okay. Um, All right. 
Now, so, I, I, I'm also just, it's also just sinking in with me that as you're starting this, none of you are food experts either. You know, no. you don't come, you don't come. No, from, we're not. Oh, wow. Wow. All right. You're doing, the, by the way, were, were the uh, products and the tastes and everything, was that before the color scheme and the logo or which one came first or did it happen all together? All kind of simultaneously. Okay. Um, so we, fig- we figured out the product first, which is collagen. Um, while we, while I was working on getting uh, samples and production and, and understanding production and whatnot, um, Ankit and uh, Nasrin, they were working more on the marketing end of how we're going to brand this. Ankit's, Ankit's kind of the genius brander. Um, he was actually, um, that's my roommate and my, and my partner for all these years too. Um, he was actually the top 25 designer under 25 years old. Uh, awarded by AICPA so uh, way back when so anyway he's he's an expert brander so he was watching Mean Girls one day um while while you know again uh we're, we're in his spare in his spare time in his spare time <laughs> and uh, I think they said the word um obvi um because they they have it in, in one of the phrases like one of the girls says oh obvi um oh. and he was like I don't know why but this is fun it's it gets intriguing and it's a little bit millennial plus a little bit nostalgic and like initially we're like i don't know about this like you know and then we we took a play on words obvious a short form of obvious yeah and then we take that into hey if we just make this taste delicious make a great formula isn't this just going to be the obvious choice oh wow obvious boom all right and then boom. We're one of those, us three been in the group chat for 10 years. We're best friends. He was my best man. My other partner was my groomsman. So we're, we're one of those like, all right, you're on the same page. I'm on the same page. You know, we're going to move forward. So boom, that was done. He started branding it and it was pink. Then that second battle came. We're like, dude, this is really pink. Like we're not going to get a single guy to get this. And he was like, yes, but if we focus on just women, and if we don't try to market to everyone, if we try to market to everyone, we're not going to market to anyone. Okay. And, you know, we took that route and said, all right, we're going to go with this right thing. Um, and so he started designing the label before he even got supplement facts mailed yet. Um, he started designing the label, sent us the first label, and it was like, all right, this is it. I mean, you just trust, we trust each other in our own lanes. So even if we have an opinion, sometimes it's like, we're going to trust your, your, your direction. No cash, no outside cash, no cash raise, no friends and family round, none of that stuff. <laughs> no. None of that stuff. Wow. We're completely bootstrapped till this day. We have never wow. raised an ounce of capital and we're profitable from day one. So we, um, we haven't um, needed to yet. Cash flow positive no, and no debt? No debt. No debt. No debt, cash flow positive, and you haven't taken money in the outside cash, and you and your two buddies still own 100% of the company? We do with 33.33333 each. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations, my friend. Let's just ah, let's just take a deep breath right there. Isn't that so <laughs> awesome? I mean, that is really outstanding. Can you share what you're doing in revenue? Or do you want to yeah, share that? Sure. Yeah, no, um, it's, it's out there publicly. Um, we try to be as transparent, but um, our first full year, which was last year, actually, 2020. Okay. Um, so our first half year, we did 178,000 in revenue. Okay. Now that's uh-huh. not, that's not, a, that's not after expenses. That's still not paying you guys anything. Probably. You oh, still no, not taking... we no, we didn't take anything. Still living off of our significant others or our savings. <laughs> um, and then last year was our first full year, 2020. Okay. What'd you do? 
We did 5.2 million in revenue. Wow. <laughs> you uh, jumped you jumped from under 200,000 to 5 million? Yeah, 5.2 we hit. What? Um, okay, wow. All right, that's a whole that's a whole like podcast in and of itself. <laughs> um how? How'd you do that? We what we did was um we really doubled down on this community, which is another podcast on its own. But if you go to Facebook and you type in Avi community, uh, today we're 40,000 active members, um, growing by 100 to 200 members a day. By the end of the year, we'll be the largest college and community on Facebook. Um, what we did was we built this community and we created an open forum. And, just, and, and, and basically, it helped us build our business model. Um, so what we did is from day one is we didn't pick what flavor to come out with next. We didn't pick what product to come out with next. We asked our customers, our community, mm. and whatever they voted, whatever they wrote in the survey is exactly what we put out. Guess what, what did you, what did you, yeah. did you send out 30,000 samples to these people? How did you do that? No, no, no. We sent out a survey where we asked them, what do you want to see next? Oh, so they didn't, they didn't get to taste it, though. No, they didn't get to taste it. Um, we were okay. hoping that the taste of our first two products was enough for them to build trust that our taste is going to be great. I got you. So they picked our next products, and then we followed the path and said, they picked this. We're going to release this. It sold out. We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. And we kept doing it. Um, and we did about 15 launches of total SKUs last year. Um, this year we're on track to hit about 18 to 20 million in revenue and we're going to do a total of 36 launches. Um, and it's all calculated. It's all calculated because it's all asked for by the customers. So we don't have any guessing game in our business. There's, it's not a skew we release That's like, Oh, I don't know how this is going to do. We know exactly how it's going to do because people want it. Well, yeah, because all the people that quote voted for it, they were on Facebook. If they, if they were like, I, I like this one now yep. they're, now they're vested. Right. So now when it does launch, they're like, Hey, this is the one I voted for. I got to get it, it. Right. And it's, and it's, um, it's created a cult like following in our community now, mm. where um, everyone like is like, wait, when is my flavor going to be out next? Or like, what yes. about the one I voted for? And um, for us, what we just did is we tailored it. So the supply chain doesn't get too affected. We tailored it to where every new launch is going to be limited edition. It will only be brought back. And we tell this to our customers. It'll only be brought back if you guys show us that you loved it and it sells out quick enough. And so they're incentivized to like build the, the demand for their own flavor that they love. So you have like um, we on our first birthday, it was um, 2020 June. We launched a flavor. Um, called uh, Birthday Cupcakes, uh, just for the month of June. And uh, it was our birthday gift to you know, the, the customers as a new flavor. We sold out in, in, in two weeks and um, it, was our best, it was the best tasting flavor we've ever made. We, we obviously didn't bring it back right away. There was a petition, there was a petition that started in our community <laughs> that was signed by I think over a thousand people to bring back that flavor. <laughs> and when you start seeing stuff like that, you're like, wait, these, these people are special, you know? So we just, we've just been building on that and, um, and just been growing off of them. The power of social media following is unbelievable. Yeah. It really is just unbelievable, isn't it? It is. 
uh, and you don't have any inventory problems. I'm guessing you don't have a lot of old inventory sitting on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> no, it's a max 60, 60 to 90 day turn cycle for us. Um, and uh, it's, I mean, it's good. The, the, the tough part that becomes with inventory is we're really, we have like 32 SKUs now. Uh, okay. in, less than, in, in two years, not less than two years, in two years, which is for a supplement brand, pretty extensive. That, yeah. um, and so I don't have too much inventory of anything, but I have a lot of inventory. Because I have a I lot. see, I see, I see. You still um, using a using one co-packer in New York somewhere? Or what are you What are you doing? Using a co-packer um, in California and in okay. Texas. And I see. Our bars we're using one in Ohio. Okay. All right. It's good to be diversified there a little bit. That's that's good. All right. Um, how many? So you can buy this what from your own website? I know. Can you uh, Amazon as well? Where all can you get this stuff? Yeah. Um, website Amazon. Uh, like you said, we just got into GNCs, so you can go to GNC. Um, who closed that? Who closed that deal? Uh, they we actually um, reach out to a broker that has GNC as a okay. main contact, and okay. they, they came in with us. Um, we don't have a. We're a very small team still. Uh, we're still only a total of eight. Um, well, you know, you know, I know this really cool recruiting firm in case, you know, they really helped to help. <laughs> yes, people hire I, know. I don't know I do if you know. knew that or not. <laughs> I'll definitely, I, I'm going to need, I'm going to need the, the help there. So. <laughs> no, you, uh, okay. So GNC, Amazon, your own website, where else? Um, so we're about to onboard with Kroger.com and Vitamin Shop as well. Um, okay. And by the end of the year, we'll be in Sam's Club. Um, so that's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. And then Walmart.com, we're on there too. Are you sure you want to get in bed with Walmart? Did you think about that? Did you sleep on it? I, I have. Um, we're going a route that is kind of very strategic, not so much like putting all my eggs in one basket. Um, we're going a route that is kind of going to go the same way we did GNC, which is very successful. Um, what, we, what we've done is um, we've created an upload portal where if you upload a receipt, we have the scanner that will scan the receipt. And if it has the word obvi on it, We'll credit back the customer 150 reward points to shop with us again. That equates to about $7.50 in rewards. What we did with GNC was when we launched with them, we told our entire community, go and buy from GNC today or this week, upload your receipt, we'll give you rewards. We had one of the best launches in GNC um, history that they told us. Interesting. Um, now, was that I've never heard of that before. Uh, maybe I'm just uh, lost on that. But is that was that your creation, or were, have people been doing that for a long time? Um, it was in 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 our industry. Um, there are definitely people who try to go omni-channel in different methods. Okay. Um, receipt upload. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know of okay. too many people who have done that, um, or if anybody has done that. We wanted to do that because the whole cycle of payback comes back to us. Oh yeah. Right. They have to use the reward points with mm, us. Mm, um, and so this way we made GNC happy. So point being is the reason we want to go into Walmart or like even the same stuff is if we keep running that same cycle, it's, it's going to keep, it, it's almost like it just goes around and around and around. Mm, mm. Um, so mm. that's the route we're going, but we're also not going to go too deep. We're just going to start with a few skews. You know, I, uh, by the way, shout out to all my Walmart friends. Don't mean to, I'm not bashing on Walmart. I just know that uh, from experience that uh, as a CPG company, 
you know, if they, if they take over 80% of your volume, you know, all of a sudden you're, you know, you're a slave to Walmart and you have to do whatever they say. Uh, yeah, so, no, hundred percent. I, I think for us, um, luckily because our business is D to C, the, 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 to say the word no is very easy for us. Okay. Because, um, we don't have too much to lose, um, by saying no. Is uh, the co-packers, are they shipping it directly to the consumers from their facility too? Or is it going to another warehouse and then it's reshipping? Another warehouse. So we we funnel everything through Wisconsin. Wisconsin is one of the best locations in the United States to get the best transit times to all of the United States with one of the cheapest prices. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Good to know. Uh, Most people would... uh, probably pick literally middle of United States, but um, the way Wisconsin's kind of, you know, the, it jets out. Um, it's actually one of the most optimal, at least for us, because most of our orders are going straight down to Texas or, you know, out here to let's say New Jersey, New York or Florida or California. Wisconsin kind of gives you that middle route. So it's possible then the co-packers making it in Texas, shipping it up to Wisconsin, and then it's coming right back to Texas to a consumer. Yes. If okay. it's not possible, it's happening a lot. <laughs> okay. All right. But I get it though, especially if you have somebody that can execute well for you on the orders, yeah. right? I mean, uh, and then you're, you're selling to Amazon and, and what do they call giant bulk supply and all that? Correct. Correct. Um, okay. We're actually, our, our top selling product is our collagenic burn. It's the first market fat burner with collagen in it. There's nothing like it. Um, we sell anywhere between five to 700 units a day of that. That product um, is actually a top 30 on Amazon. Top okay. 30 on Amazon. So mm, very good. Now, so I should take this if I want, like you said, better hair, nails, skin, joints, what, what, well, the, 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 the biggest thing is what collagen is going to help in, 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 your, in your approach is a lot of the, the feelings you get with age. Okay. Um, and it starts, like I said, hair, skin, nail, joints, but also added, let's say, weight that may come along um, or just overall well-being um, because your body, what's happening when you lose collagen, it's just starting to deplete, right? Yeah. Um, and, and we feel it, right? We, I mean, uh, us yes. saying we're getting old is not just a saying. It's, it's, it's truly, uh, you're, you're lining it up to something that's happening. Um, okay. Some people, you know, will, will line it up to, like I said, hair loss or joint pain. Um, collagen, uh, we feel, is, should be in every person's cabinet if you're 30 and above. Well, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, I'm 54 years old, and once you pass 50, you're in you're in pain somewhere all the time. So, I mean, it's a no brainer. You should just automatically be taking it. <laughs> it, it you should be. Um, and Vital Proteins, the leader in our category, the pioneer in our category, um, did a great job of bringing collagen to mass. Um, there is, you go to Whole Foods now, uh, you go to Produce, you'll see collagen in that section. You then turn the corner and go to beauty. You'll see it there. You turn the corner and go to um, um, the sports nutrition. You'll see it there as well. And so I think people are starting to see it, or maybe it could just be because it's a hyper growth category, but um, there is multiple instances and use factors of it. 
Okay, very good. Now, okay, I understand all of that. I guess my question now is, what are you going to do to get me to buy it? Because if I buy this pink bottle off the shelf, my buddies are going to—they're going to like beat me up or something. Real men, real men drink pink. <laughs> real men drink pink. I drink is it. Is that the? <laughs> drink it every day. We're three, three, three guy founders. Uh, every single product is completely unisex. Um, but um, do not. Fear but I still. But I'm not, but I mean, I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not joking. Like, how are you going to get, how are you going to get a macho guy to buy the pink container? How are you going to, I mean, how are you going to do that? I, you want my honest answer? Yep. I don't care if you buy it. <laughs> and the reason is you're not my demographic. Now, my, uh, my, my politically correct answer um, is, <laughs> is outside of the pink container, what's inside is absolutely amazing for you. It's gotcha. now impacted over 200,000 customers that we have. Um, what if you did like a little, what if you did like a little black label launch or something? <laughs> you know, we've talked about someone, some people have said, oh, why don't you do a little blue label or do this? It's yeah. because we don't want people to feel that there's one type of collagen for men and one for women. It, it okay. truly is just one source that works for each okay. person. Okay. Um, could, we could, we, could, we, could we peel back the pink a little, maybe? But then I'm uh, at every peel back, I'm losing somebody else on the other side. Yeah, I know. I totally get it, man. I mean, what what I hear you saying is, hey, look, I got a good business here. If I get guys to buy it too, that's just icing on the cake. Exactly. You know, I'm you know I'm good to go. Okay, all right, gotcha. I mean, hey, it's it's growing like crazy, right? I mean, I mean, here you are, you're heading towards 15 million pretty damn fast. You have no debt. You haven't had to take on any cash. I bet you got investors knocking on your door right now yeah. saying they want to invest, right? You're probably having to fight them off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We, we've uh, we've had our fair share of like term sheets and, and people that have been trying to talk to us. Um, and I think that day is going to come by the end of this year. Where, um, you know, where we start looking at the right next strategic step because there's a certain stage you can get to with DC. Mm. Um, and then there's this stage you can get to with D2C and retail. Mm. Um, and that's the stage that's our goal, you know, is um, want to get there. And so I think there's going to be a time where it's not like, oh, I'm going to go, I need to go raise capital. It's going to be, I need to go find a strategic partner who is going to help me scale, which that scale is going to require capital. So capital right. is going to be secondary. The people we get on our team is going to be. Right. Well, now, if you take on capital, you want to try to maintain control as long as you can, right? Oh, I mean, you, of course. I mean, you know, yeah. you and your you and your buddy's been doing, been, been calling your own shots for so long now. If you had like a boss like calling and saying, hey, what are you working on? What are you working on today? You'd be uh, like, huh? What? Not right into that. <laughs> um, but no, no, I definitely, uh, for us, even if we do dilute something, it will be very minimal. Okay. Um, we also don't need to be overcapitalized. You know, that's yeah, I hear you. By the way, we didn't, by the way, on your team, great, some great videos, by the way, your marketing, of course, is excellent. Um, you. And, you know, some great videos out there of your team members talking and sharing and testimonials. Very powerful. Well done, by the way. Thank and you. I don't, I don't just pass out those compliments lightly. Um, Appreciate you that. know, first thing Scott did, you know, after he got you booked on the show, he was like, hey, man, you got to watch this video. And I watched it. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. This is going to be a good guest. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, so you obviously care about your people and um, the girl, what's her name? Amber, maybe Brittany, 
Brittany, sorry. Don't, oh, sorry, Brittany. Don't be mad at me. Uh, but I know who you're talking about. Um, you know, you, you did, you, you went out of your way to highlight the fact that she's been with you since the beginning almost and all the stuff. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Great, great, great job with your, your people videos. No, no, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Because um, um, culture obviously is important to you. And by the way, the bigger you get and the more cash you take on from the outside, the harder that's going to be to maintain, as I'm sure you know. Yes. No, culture <laughs> is, culture is extremely huge. I mean, every person who works here, the, the, all eight of us, um we're we're all in on a hobby lifestyle you know in terms of yeah we start our mornings with the products we end our days with it all our family takes it like mm. it's it truly is like there's it's it's not because we're forced to it's because mm -hmm. we love it so i think that's truly really the culture now if i send you my address when we hang up can you send some samples from my wife and if you do i'll i'll try some and then if i like it i'll i'll, I'll I'll come back and promote it on the podcast. You promise to be an advocate of a pink bottle. I mean, seriously, I'll, hold, I'll, hold, I'll like advertise it on the podcast and hold it yeah, up. Absolutely. Like, look, I'd love to send you some stuff. I'd love your, feedback. I mean, you know, the town I live in has got a bunch of macho farmers and stuff, but so I might, I don't know if I'll make it back from the tavern. Well, or we got to get them to become a little soft. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Let me ask you, I know, man, I could talk to you for another two hours, uh, yeah. really, but I want to, I want to, I know we're booked here on this certain time. So I want to ask you a couple of wrap up questions here. And um, by the way, just for the listeners, one more time, my odd, my obvi.com, or you can find it on Amazon, GNC, several other places uh, that Ronick mentioned. Um, and Ronick Shaw, you can find him on LinkedIn as well. Anything else you want me to mention there as far as, um, New, so Facebook, all that stuff, become one yeah, of the 40,000. But I love LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn way too much for my own health. Okay. Yep. No problem. How, what do you got? Like 30,000 followers or something crazy? No, nothing like that. I don't say like, yeah, I think like 15 or 14 or something. Yeah. Like I got 14,000. I mean, that's not too shabby. Yeah, uh, great. Great. Fun. I mean, just an absolute, the fact that you guys have had no food experience, no CPG experience, and you had never, you know, you hadn't done either one of these things and you hadn't even like really created the product when you went and you got your first PO. And here you are headed towards $15 million with no debt, no outside cash, completely bootstrapped. That is a major success story. I mean, really, that, that congratulations. That is big time. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. That, that is big time. By the way, speaking of LinkedIn. I'm going to send you a connection right now. we got to be connected so that when I promote this thing, we're first level connection. Beautiful. So I'm going to send you that right now. Um, I got to be your 14,001 connection. <laughs> uh, well, <you're> <laughs> no, two I final questions here. If based on what you've learned now, how old are you? You mind me asking? How old am I? Oh, I just turned 30 this February. <laughs> just turned 30 and it has this major success. Wow. I mean, your dad must, mom and dad must be super proud. Super no, proud. They're, happy. they're very happy. Very super happy. proud. Your dad's probably still telling his friends, like, I don't really like the pink that much, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's always a little bit of that. Uh, based on what you've learned, if you could call the uh, young man coming out of Pace University on graduation day and tell him anything now, based on what you've learned so far, what would that be if you could give him like one tip? Yeah, the, I, I think the, the one biggest tip that I would go off of is find what you're actually enjoying doing every day because you may have to do a certain job after you graduate because that was your major and that's what it leads to. But even within that job, you know, find things you like to do 
and keep exploring that passion. Um, it, you know, for, for a lot of people, it's very hard to even shift from a certain role in the same job to like a tinier different role or a bigger or, or a slightly different role. Um, and, you know, let alone a whole different career change. But um, if you keep exploring the passion and stay inquisitive, keep asking questions, keep learning. Learning doesn't stop um, after you get your diploma. I think learning begins, the real learning begins. So I think that's the biggest thing I would say. And how about this last question? If you had to, you got any kids yet, by the way? No, not yet. Okay. If you had to put your core purpose in life into a sentence, what would that sound like? Good question. Very good question. Um, in uh, to one question back, would you want me to answer that in regards to Avi and the purpose, or my core purpose in life in general? Yeah, I think your core, purpose. your corpus personally. Yeah, purpose personally. Uh, purpose personally is I I never want to stop learning till the last moment. Um, if I've stopped learning, it means I've stopped searching, and um, if I've stopped searching, that means I've become complacent. Uh, and if I ever become complacent, then I haven't done well. So I just don't want to just keep learning. I want to be told that, oh, wow, did you know this? And I want to say no. <laughs> I like it. Ronick, thank you so much for being on the Rider Flex podcast and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Cool story. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was, it was an awesome, awesome conversation. Awesome talk.